Man, God is so good. God is so, so very good. Father, I want to thank you for this morning. I want to thank you that you're here with us this morning, Jesus. Reigning over this morning. Living in our hearts, in us. Wanting to move in and through us. Wanting us to know who you are. Wanting us to know how much you love us. And wanting us to respond in radical love and passionate worship of you. So much so that it exudes from us. And that everybody sees that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. That you are the missing piece in their heart. You are the answer to their prayers. God, I'm thankful that you are here with us this morning. And that you want to speak to us. And you want to to presence yourself in, in a magnificent way. And so we give you authority for your glory and your honor. Amen. Amen. Well, it is good to be here. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Greg Friesen. I work here at the church. I'm an administrative pastor who does many different things. So I lead worship. I lead the worship music ministry. Uh, I've helped with cell group ministry. I do all the finance finances and stuff uh, and stuff, uh, website stuff, uh, making videos stuff, which may or may not be a good thing. I'll leave that up to you to keep secretly in your heart and not talk to the person next to you about it. Um, I, I do lots of things. And in all those things, I just trust the Holy Spirit to help me because I have no training for any of them, um, which is good, right? It's like, where in the Bible did the Lord call anybody who had a lot of training or was in a good place? It just, it's hard to find that person. And so I count myself in the perfect place for God to use gloriously. Amen? And that's you too. So I found it this morning that I'm going to speak. Uh, and I guess this is what they mean when they say you should be ready in and out of season. And I feel like I'm just going to trust the Lord whether I was in, uh, ready in season. And I have three points. I have three things. So I said, Lord, what, what would you want me to say if it was me preaching today? He says, well, why don't you just speak what I've been speaking to you? I'm like, well, that's safe enough because he's been speaking stuff out of the Bible. So if I tell you what the Bible says, then you can complain to the Father and not to me. Is that okay? Right? I was listening to a sermon once and they're like, he just read a scripture, which was controversial. He's like, I didn't say it. Don't get mad at me. I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. So for the first part of this sermon, point number one, I want to get some interaction here. Okay. You've noticed like, what? He's still doing this? Like worship is over. Right? So I just want some interaction. We're, this is going to be like a point one is going to require some of you to say something, okay? So I want someone to shout out um, something amazing that God did in the Old Testament. Part of the Red sea. Woo! Part of the Red Sea. Can you imagine standing, like you go to Grand Beach, can you imagine, and you're supposed to get across this sea, and you're standing there, you're like, I, I will die if I don't get to that. Can you imagine Lake Winnipeg, which I guess is not a sea, close enough. Can you imagine it parting? Like, just, just imagine that for a second. And God thought of all the details, right? Like, not only did it part, you didn't even have to worry walking through it because the ground was totally dry. Like, they, they, that's crazy. Like, it's in the details, right? It's like, I'm just going to part this. That would be good enough. But he walked, they walked right through. That's crazy. Anyone else? 
Fire from, yeah, that's awesome, right? Talk about like trusting Jesus, right? Trusting the Father. When you have, how many, how many um, prophets were there? There was many prophets. Uh, I mean, that's one of the coolest stories in the Bible, right? Like, what is your, is your God uh, relieving himself in the bathroom? That's crazy, right? To trust God enough where you're going to go to your altar, dump water on your altar multiple times so that it's flowing all around. It's like nothing is starting this on fire. No bacon is going to go on the barbecue, right? It shouldn't be going there, right? Because I was told, bacon, Greg, you don't barbecue bacon because it's just be one big fire, right? Well, that's perfect. He should have put bacon on there. And so he calls to the Father, the King of glory, and down comes fire and consumes the altar. That, that is a miraculous story. Good choice. Anybody else? Something God did in the Old Testament that it just makes you go, wow. The walls of Jericho. That's a really good, right? The walls of Jericho. Israel called into the promised land. They come against these walls, right? And they says, I want you to march around them. I want you to march around them again seven times. That's my favorite one is the last time, right? Because they go around worshiping and praising the God and shouting. And the walls, can you, like these walls that stood in the way of them receiving God's promises. Think about that. This massive thing that stood in the way right at the beginning to receiving God's promises came down. Boom, and the mighty shout of a people That is amazing. Think about the walls in your life right now. Okay? Think about them. Are they as big as walls that would surround a city for a nation? And when God comes, those walls come tumbling down. Anybody else? You're going to have to yell a little louder. I'm sorry I didn't hear. Play telephone tech. Sorry, what? Oh, yeah, the glory of God filling the temple. God's pathway to restoring his relationship with us after it got ruined in the garden. And then you have Moses, right, sending up the tent of meeting, and only Moses could go in and fellowship with the Father, and he'd come out glowing. And then you have this temple, and they finally build this temple that God gave the plans to David, and the glory come. Can you imagine the glory of God falling in a real physical and tangible way? Oh, God. What does that speak of, right? Like, it comes in like a cloud. The glory comes in. It's like, have you, ever, have you ever walked through cloud or driven through cloud? It's consuming. It's everywhere. You can't see. Now, think of the presence of God wanting to be that thick in your life. Is that not amazing that he wants to just be consuming you? You can feel it. It'd be like moist on your skin. I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. But it would just be like intense visitation, intense relationship, intense just being with the Father. That's true. That is glorious. One more. The burning bush. Yeah, that's great, eh? I have some bushes that I'd like to burn. I mean, I can go do my gardening. Hey, Lord Jesus, can we do this again? This would be amazing, right? But God is so good. He's so powerful. He wants to speak to you, right, in ways that you know it's him. Right? Like Moses being set on to go, like, I can't go. Like, I'm a stutterer. No, no, don't call me. But God does this in a way that commissions him in a way that he just knows that he knows it's him. Right? Like, I'm just going to set this bush on fire. And it's going to be this really holy and powerful experience. Isn't that just glorious, these things that God did? We get to read in the Old Testament when we think of the Father. Now listen to this, okay? James 1 Verse 17, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow 
expect you to change. Okay, think of everything we just talked about. And let me read that again. Coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Can I say something to you, church, this morning? Point number one. Face. The God of yesterday is the same God of today. I'll say it again. The God of yesterday is the same God of today. Have we not had some crazy hot days this summer? Like crazy hot. So when I read this, when I read this scripture, there's no, there's no, like, or shadowed you to change. There's been moments, maybe you can attest. One was when we were saying goodbye to, to Jean and Marla. It's like you go, we went to 80 Penner Park and we're like, where did everybody sit? Where the shadows were? Right? Like, everybody gathered there. And I got there a little later. I'm like, where's my shadow? I'm like, you know, like, I, I need some shade because I'm going to fry. Like, I'm just, it's so hot. I was like, could we not have done this in the AC building somewhere? Like, I mean, I'm a little bit OCD that way. I'm not quite the outdoorsy guy. But it's like, you sat under the shadow. And then what happened as time went by? The shadow changes. It moves, right? And you end up like... Everyone's shuffling their chairs. And finally, it's like when it's my turn to be in the shade, everyone else had crammed in. I'm like, get out of here. This is my turn. It's my time. Right? But even the sun, in all of its glory and power, moves across the sky and changes. Right? Like the sun is the sun. But with time, it moves across the sky and changes. It changes the temperature. It changes the shadows. It changes the seasons. But here you have a father that says, there's no, no, not, no variation or shadow due to change. Can, this, if, that, if that was the sun, it would just stay right there in all of its glory. Boom. That little shadow, it wouldn't move a bit. There'd be no variation, no change. You could trust that. You sit, you want to sit in the shade, you're going to sit in the shade. If you want to sit in the sun, you're going to sit in the sun. Your father, the same God who created the heavens and earth, that split the Red Sea, that came at Pentecost, whose glory filled the temple, who tore down the walls of Jericho, is the same God today as he was yesterday. The same God. We sang it today, didn't we? You were, you are, you will always be. Do you believe it? Like, do we really believe it? We don't, right? Because we get anxiety-ish. We get anxious and fearful. And we wonder. Point one, God is the same yesterday, today. And he's going to be tomorrow. And then he's going to be the next day. And then he's going to be the next day. And then he's going to be the next day. And there will be a come a day when we get to stand with him in paradise forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. But it's important that we understand this point that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why? Because of point two of today's sermon. You, 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 
all of yous, were called for such a time as this. You were called for such a time as this. And you may be wishing you weren't because there's a pandemic, right? There's racial tensions. There's sexual tensions. There's physical sickness tensions. Everywhere is, wait, wait. They cause financial tensions. They cause health tensions over and over again. And I just want to turn to Psalm 139 this morning. I don't want you, as I read this this morning, something jumped out at me. It's crazy, right? Like, it's just crazy. Let me read it for you. Psalm 139, 13, starting in verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul, I know it very well. My frame, it's not hidden from you. When I was being made in the secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. Did you guys hear that? Did you hear that? Let me, let me read it slower. The days that were formed for me. One more time. The days that were formed for me. Did you know that's not an accident that you were intricately woven in your mother's womb the year that you were born? It's not an accident. It's not a mistake that you look the way you look and you have passions and gifts the way they play out. And it's definitely not an accident that you live in Steinbach, Manitoba, Canada during coronavirus 2020. Let me be really brave because I believe the word says it, that these days were formed for you. And don't we just want to flee them? How many of you wished that you were born like in a time we didn't have a pandemic? I've thought about it. Man, it would have been easy being a pastor when some of these social issues weren't so prevalent. Because I really don't know how long it's going to be that you can still preach the gospel and not be thrown into prison for it. And then you go and put a cross on your arm and kind of mark yourself going, well, you can't even hide it now, who I stand for. And don't we just want to flee these days? But the Bible says, no, these were days were formed for you. And can I just ask you, what would they be formed for you for? Why were they formed for you? What's it? I thought about Esther 4.14, right? When Mordecai says to Esther, how do you not know that you were, you were made for this moment, for this day? What did Esther accomplish in her day? Hey, praise Jesus, formed, called for such a time as this. Church, you were formed for these days to bring glory to God. You were formed 
for this moment, in this season, in this town, in this church, to go out those doors to make Jesus look gloriously awesome. Can I say, can someone say amen? amen? And when we, I was talking to my mom and she's, and man, I love my mom, right? And so she's talking about, hey, Greg, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? Right? I stopped glorifying God. And all of a sudden fear takes down this fear that I wasn't given a spirit of. And I am fruitless. I'm telling you, I am fruitless. You could have a conversation with me. No fruit of the spirit you're getting. No peace, no hope, no love, no perseverance. But when I think, oh man, I was formed for such a time as this. Oh, Lord, what do you want to do in me? Okay, so I'm going to wake up going, Jesus reigns. Man, the God of yesterday is the God of today, and he's going to be tomorrow. And he has, man, he has some good promises in his word, right? Repeat after me. True are his promises? True are his promises. Hey, man, you told me they were true this morning. I heard you say it. We've got to walk it out. Great is your faithfulness? Great is your faithfulness. It's true. Church, we were called for such a time as this. And what does Jesus say? What's the number one thing you could do? Love me with everything. Just love me with everything you have. With every, every bit of your being. Every bit. Love me with your children and your spouse and your acoustic guitar and your bass guitar and the drums. Love me with your interior designing and exterior designing. Love me with your painting. Love me with your construction work. Love me blank, 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 blank. Just give it all to me. Trust me. Number two, it's almost the same as the first one. Love your neighbor as yourself. Church, you were created for such a time as this. These days were created for you to love God, to love others, and see the fruit of the Spirit explode on this planet. Miraculous fruits of the Spirit. No? Am I making this up? No, every one of them these days that were formed for me. God, we gotta, we got to start waking up church and going, Lord, thank you for creating me during Corona. Thank you for this season. Thank you that I'm alive right now. What do you want to do this morning? Apparently it's preach. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm being silly, but it, it's true. Like what if you wake up and your perspective is different than, oh, this is so hard. Right? You do that with your kids. You're teaching and you're trying to get them to get ready for a test or exam. I can't do it. It's so hard. I tell them, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to remind you, to remember everything that's gone in. Right? We do that with music. We t- we're, we're very good at that with music. Right? It's like, I just listen to secular. I don't care. Wait, goes in, comes out. Right? Well, why can't knowledge be the same thing? So, Lord, would you help my kids to remember everything that's gone in, even if they spent two minutes on it or half an hour? Owen's smiling at me. Oh, yeah, Dad. Heard this message before. Hey? You guys. The God of yesterday is the God of today. And you were called. I'm sorry to tell I'm sorry to tell you. Don't come, you know, like I'll pray with you about the hard stuff, but I'm gonna be like, what has God called you to do in this moment, in this time, in this season, with everything you have? Your money, your emotions, your feelings which are probably kind of the same, and everything you got. Man, we need a real dose of loving one another in this time, don't we? Separation's hard, okay? I'm not trying to... I, let's be real. Separation is hard. 
Zoom community group is not the most fun thing you've ever done in your life. It's just not. 100% it's not. But hearing the encouraging words come through those technological airwaves to me, go into my heart and encourage me. So I suck it up going, Lord, this isn't my favorite, but you call me for such a time as this. So how can I make you look gloriously awesome? How can I do it? How can you do it leads to point three. Church, you are given the Holy Spirit. You were given the Holy Spirit. Did you know what I've been praying a couple weeks ago? I started doing this study on the Holy Spirit because I wanted to know what his role was in life. What's the role of the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And so I read scriptures like this. Matthew 10. Let's turn to Matthew 10. Scripture is a good thing. I read scriptures like this. Matthew 10, verse 19. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Say, do that again. Woo! Yes. Oh, sorry, Brennan. Yes. Isn't that amazing? You guys. So I prayed. You know what I prayed? I read that scripture. It's one of my first points in the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a helper who teaches and reminds. I, I read this. I was like, I wrote it down. Doo, doo, doo. So I said, you know what, Lord? Set me up. I said, I want to I move in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to give me what I say when I need it, not beforehand. I started praying those words. Honestly, church. No, but I did. And I was doing it in the context of praise and worship, right? Because it's like, I want spirit-led worship. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to prepare my songs. We're going to point the congregation to Jesus. And I want you to give me what what you want to do, right? I want to acknowledge that one of your roles is, is to speak to me when I need it. Right? And so I started asking the Lord, give me an opportunity. Give me an opportunity. Did you know this is a miraculous moment right now? It's a miraculous moment because God says, you know what? Fine, let's go. Let's do it. I'll call. I like that prayer, (laughs) right? Because Jesus himself said, you know, he said in which scripture? John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. Church, we've been given the Holy Spirit. And one of his roles is, is to move in power by giving you what you need in the moment you need it. 
You know, God moves miraculously. There, there are powerful signs. We talked about them in the Old Testament, right? And we pray about them like limbs growing back, people getting healed. We know of people sitting in this room that were miraculously healed of cancer, right? We know about all these external things about the Holy Spirit. But we, can I just say, we need to start thinking a little bit deeper about the Holy Spirit. We need to put, take him outside of the box a little bit here. Do you know that when he gives you the words to say in the moment that you need them is the power of the Holy Spirit? spirit being manifest in your life and you need that when you're parenting don't you and your kid does something and everything inside of you wants to react in anger or discouragement and that's not a fruit of the holy spirit right and so you need this manifest presence of the Holy Spirit to come and give you the grace, give you the words, give you the countenance, give you the love, give you the grace, give you the mercy. In our marriages, you need the miraculous, powerful encounter of the Holy Spirit giving you the words to say the moment you need them, don't you? One of them sounds like this. What I hear you saying is... Write that one down, guys. It's much better than, that's not what I'm saying. I said, I'm not. Anyways, <laughs> a little insight. No, I'm just <laughs> You guys, listen to this. John 14, 26. Jesus told his disciples, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance All that I have said to you. I just want to read that that last part again. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Can Can I just encourage us to get in the word and spend time with Jesus? Like how many of you like ever like have not kind of studied the Bible because you're like, I'll never remember it anyways. Anybody ever said that? Like, ever get frustrated by that? Or all those reading plans, you know, I, I've been told that. Greg, reading the Bible every year, nothing goes in. I, I mean, nothing's going to come out. Like, you won't remember anything. It's actually quite pointless. I'm like... John fourteen twenty six. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to take you at your word. I'm reading your word and some days it does not feel very fruitful. I will tell you that right now. But that is a zero good excuse not to be in the word. Can I just say that? Can I say it one more time? Thinking that you're not getting anything out of the word is a very poor excuse not to read the word. Like there is no truth in that whatsoever. We need to go to scriptures like this. We need to say, okay, this is going to go in and I'm going to trust you, Lord, for it to come out. And in this day and age that we are living in, which we have already discussed, where there are pressures in every single area of our lives, we need to remember that God reigns over today. This isn't a surprise. He's the same God as yesterday. Same God who split the Red Sea. Same God who 
used David to take down Goliath. Same God that filled the temple in his glory is the same God today, even in the midst of Corona, even in the midst of all the trials. And you know what? He called me to be in that day. He formed me, made me the way I am to play a part. I'm a part of the body, whether I'm a finger or a toe or a leg or an arm or whatever your favorite part is. He made you to be a part of the body. To make him look gloriously awesome, not in your own strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit, whom he gave to you. That's why he left. It was awesome that he left. I'm glad Jesus isn't in this room, because the Holy Spirit is in each and every one of us here today. Speaking, moving, reminding, using. Isn't he? Maybe he isn't for you. Maybe this sounds really foreign. It's just getting clearer for me because I'm asking the Lord. I, you know what? I didn't want to make a public thing about this. I feel I'm supposed to. Yes, I got a tattoo. It's not for you. They didn't. It, it doesn't even look like they did a super great job. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I actually feel like it's not taking perfect. And I don't even care. Can I just answer all your questions at once? Do you know why I got this tattoo? Because I'm so tired about forgetting about Christ. I am so tired of responding in unloving ways. I am so tired of not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. I am so tired with being fearful of the flesh and what other people think. I am so done with being afraid of my circumstances and what people are going to think if I radically love Jesus. I am so done. I'm undone. I'm fi- I'm just so finished. Practically, it's really played out well. Darian would attest to this. When you golf, you golf, stand like this. And all I see is the cross. <laughs> when the ball doesn't go where I want it to go, I'm really tempted to be frustrated. And the Lord's like, what are you looking at? How are you going to respond? It's being silly. But I, I see it. Like, I see my kids come up to me. My one-year-old who does this noise when he doesn't get his way. I'm like... I love you. I'll die for you. And I'll even listen to that for you. <laughs> no, I parent it well. But do you understand what I'm trying to say? I, I know there's better ways to remember than getting a tattoo. I'm not saying that that's why you need to do that. I know there's better ways. It's between me and the Lord. But that's the heart. It's the heart of it. I just, I just want to walk in the power of the Spirit. Especially in these days and age when he's reigning. We sang that again today, didn't we? We, just, we actually sang the sermon. Surprise. Hmm? You reign above it all. You reign above it all. Over the universe and over every heart. There is no higher name. Jesus, you reign above it all. <laughs> 
That's what I'm thinking about when I sing that song, you guys. That's where I'm leading you when I sing that song. When we sing that song. Oh, man, we need Jesus. Oh, man, we need Jesus. We need to know his power. We need to know his love. We need to know his grace. We need to know his mercy. Church, he, he's for you. And I do believe there's more. You know when people say there's more, there's more. It's true there's more. There's more fruit. More fruit to be had. This place needs to become an orchard of Holy Spirit fruit. Eh? Hey? People ask you, what are you doing on Sunday? I'm going to the fruit stand. (laughs) You're what? Hey, man. I hang out with a bunch of fruits. Just fruit. Fruit and more fruit. And the Lord says, today, Peter, you need some peace. So you're going to find peace. And you're going to take it out. And you're going to give peace to people. Maybe it's hope. Whatever fruit. Man, the Lord is good. Amen? Can you walk with me in this? Can can we be like super passionate about loving the Father with everything we have? Right? Like every little bit of everything we have. And then in turn loving the people next to us in every way we know possible. And understanding that the only way we do that well is in the power of the Holy Spirit.